When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Jake Center Podcast. First things first, congrats, Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champs. That's cool. Whatever. A couple days ago, it's in the past. No one cares what you did in the past. Every team 0-0 zero zero, heading into the 2024 NFL season. Offseason has just begun. Free agency, the draft's coming up. Me and Jake's going to be here breaking it down for you guys every step of the way. So make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Good episode for you guys today. Uh, again, Thursdays kind of be your news day, news day hot rumors. takes, this and that, yeah. rumors, day Tuesdays, draft report. Make sure to go check that out. Today we're going to be breaking down the Super Bowl, coaching decisions, if me and Jenks liked it, disagreed with it. Um, and then after just some NFL rumors, you know, Justin Jefferson, new extension coming up. What's that going to look like? Does he deserve it? This and that. Uh, Kirk Cousins on the move. And a bunch more other rumors. So let's get right into it. Welcome to the Jenks and the Hammer podcast, bringing you the latest NFL news and insights from the perspectives of two diehard fans. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some football talk with Jenks and the Hammer. Here we go, here we go. So getting right into our first segment, first off, first things first, as always, the last few weeks in the playoff rounds, we've been shouting out the bracket winners, bracket leaders, everything like that. But officially, we have the winner. Of the brackets, it's going to be Pumacat18. He was the only person in the group to pick the Chiefs. And he came out, and I think the only two that he got wrong were the Cowboys winning in the first round and the Lions. He picked the Lions to be the NFC team in the Super Bowl. So congrats to you, Pumacat. Uh, as the only person to pick the Chiefs, that's pretty pretty damn good. So getting into the Super Bowl now, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the 49ers in overtime 25-22 to in a game that was very, very, very good up until the end. I think the first quarter was kind of boring. We, we can all, all agree upon that. It was a lot less explosive than I think we thought it was going to be. But like Hammer and I said last week, we kind of said it might have been a defensive game. Like I was saying, especially that they both teams needed to run the ball. The passing game wasn't going to be huge for them. There weren't going to be a, explosive plays. They had the one play with Patrick Mahomes throwing it deep. Um, and then they got fumbled away the next play by Pacheco. So that was the only really big passing play they can remember. Um, there was also that trick play from uh, Juwan Jennings to Christian McCaffrey for the touchdown, first touchdown in the game. But other than that, it was a 
a lot of running the ball, a few 10-yard plays, passing, not a lot of huge chunk plays on the throwing side of the ball. Um, big thing I want to shout out really quick is that Patrick Mahomes won the MVP of this game with 333 yards passing, two touchdowns, and one interception. But here's my thoughts on that. I, th- I don't think he should have won um, Super Bowl MVP. I don't think he deserved it in this game. Yeah, he, he came back and they ended up winning. But the reason that they're still in this game is because someone ended up with 12 points accounted for on their own. Harrison Butker deserved to be Super Bowl MVP in this game. He kicked four field goals, four for four. One was the longest Super Bowl in NFL history or longest Super Bowl kick in NFL history. So, yeah, Harrison Butker deserved this over Patrick Holmes 100%. Well, that's a crazy take. Why? Why is it crazy, Hammer? Kicker win MVP? I mean, yeah, he made some good kicks. Scored, you know, they had to settle for a lot of field goals and snap, but when it mattered m- most and all that, you know, who put him in that position? Who drove down the fields? Who, you know, got the, the ball second in overtime and went down two and scored the touchdown and won the game? Two touchdowns were wide open. It's not like it was a hard touchdown play. Wide open both times. Didn't have to do much. Yeah, he had a few running, a few running plays. I'll give him that. I'll give Patrick Mahomes credit. Like Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. But on that night, he, I mean, he had a good game, but it wasn't extraordinary, yeah, but, and he wasn't the reason they won. It was Harrison. Yeah, Butker. and and look at who he was working with. I mean, Kelsey's Kelsey, but besides that, I don't know. I mean, MVS I mean, is your second. Is what, MVS this, is this your second receiver. Yeah, but yeah, they all made the, the catches they needed to. But talent, talent yeah, but talent wise, it wasn't close. I, I get it. Like, but I, I mean, it, like, Harrison Booker, man, four so, for four. You can't ask for a better performance from a at, kicker. Let me ask you this, though. Out of the three Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl teams, which one's the worst? Uh, this, one. this one. No, but also, also, I will say this. He had the best defense this year. So that, I mean, I agree offensive-wise. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, this team is the worst around him receiver-wise. And really, it was, I mean, Travis Kelsey had a good game. And Eric Gray also had a good, or Noah Gray had a good game as well. Um, but yeah, the, the receiving core isn't very great running back wise. I mean, Pacheco's pretty, pretty damn good. I mean, he had what Clyde Edwards Hilaire, um, the last time I believe. Yeah. And then before that it was, uh, Williams, uh, yeah, but so they're all right. But Pacheco's probably the Kansas city's offense line stinks. No, they're not, they're not good. I, I disagree with that. They're not I think good. they have a decent, decent, they're not good. The tackles. Stink. Yeah, so, so I'm looking back at it. The last non-quarterback MVP in the Super Bowl was Cooper Cup, receiver. Before that, it was Julian Edelman, and then Von Miller uh, in Super Bowl Fifties. So that was what, like eight years ago now, nine years. So the quarterbacks have been winning it pretty consistently, but this year I don't think Patrick Holmes was the right guy to be chosen for that. And I know that's going to cause some disruption, some uh, dis- disagreement in the fans and Kansas City fans, everything like that. But Harrison Butker, if he doesn't make that field goal, any of them, they lose the game. So I think it's a different game without him in that situation. And if they had a guy like uh, Moody, you know, who goes out there and, you know, you never know what you're going to get. But Harrison Butker, you can rely on. So they're choosing those field goals. Um, and and also that 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 PAT is, was huge. The block PAT won them the game for the Chiefs as well. I think if that didn't happen. The Chiefs might not have been able to score a touchdown down in that late game. So a great play on the 49ers side. Um, the next thing I want to talk about really is Brock Purdy. I know there's a lot of disagreements and there's a lot of discussion that Brock Purdy is still a game manager. He's not a top 10 quarterback, not a not a top 15 quarterback, top five quarterback, NFC, all that kind of stuff. I'm here to say he's a top five quarterback in the NFC right now, most likely, maybe top eight, whatever you want to say. But he's definitely in that top caliber of quarterbacks in the NFC. And it's hard to disagree with. Hammer, what do you think? 
Yeah, I thought Brock Purdy looked really good. Kansas City's got really good defense, really good secondary. I, I thought he looked good. I didn't think the play calling helped him a lot. I thought in the third, fourth quarter, second half of the game, you know, a lot of three and outs were happening, but they weren't handing that ball to Christian McCaffrey. You know, they yeah. weren't taking some, you know, they weren't helping Brock Purdy out, setting up that play action, which is what San Fran's so good at. And, you know, when you pass first down and it's a holding penalty or it's an incomplete, you know, a sack, whatever, now you're in second along and you can't really run the ball again. You got to pass it again. So, you know, I don't think the, I don't think Shanahan put him in a great spot in the second half. I think going into the second half, Brock Purdy was the best player in the game. So maybe Shanahan was like, hey, let's rely on him. But I think against a team like Kansas City, too, you got to play to their strengths and weaknesses, too. And that strength of that defense is the pass defense, not the run mm-hmm. defense. Teams can run the football on Kansas City. And, you know, they got away from that. Chris McCaffrey is the offensive player of the year. And I know he had, I think, 160 yards total or 150 yards total, but like he needs more. He needs more touches, more yeah. volume. And like I thought they got away from that. And going into the game, we said that was kind of the key of the game. And I just thought in the second half that they got away from that. Yeah, no, no. I mean, we but yeah, we both said they need to run the ball if they want a shot to beat the Chiefs. That their passing defense, McDuffie and Sneed have been locking it down all year. And yeah, I mean, McCaffrey had 22 carries for 80 yards, but he, like you said, he could have had more. I mean, that third quarter, like I get, yeah, and I get 22 carries. Yeah, I get 22 carries is a lot, and he probably caught like five, six balls. But like, this is the Super Bowl. There's no game after this. You got to go all out. I don't care if he gets 30 carries with eight receptions. Yeah. Like, he's your best player in offense. You got to feed him the ball, and they just didn't do that in the second half. And they just they were going three and out nonstop. Yeah, yeah, he he ended up actually having yeah eight receptions, eighty yards. But like like you said, he needed more running. Like it, they showed it in the fourth quarter. Once they started running the ball with him, he was getting four yards of play easily. He, he was he was down, just getting into the gap, jump cutting everything like that, and, and he was getting a good four or five yards every play. So, Kyle Shanahan, like we, no one knows what he was doing in that situation. Why were you not running the ball? Why aren't you playing to your strengths? And then also something I want to like just shout out is George Kittle for two receptions, four yards in a game like this. I don't, I don't think that's something that should have happened. I mean, tight ends against the chiefs haven't, haven't been bad this year, but they haven't been great, but they've also the guys that are good tight ends have been playing well against them. Like if you look at it, a few of the games, I know the one big game that they had, I believe it was, uh, let me see. There were a few tight ends that had big games against the chiefs. There, There were. Um, yeah. And I just think you look around, look at, let's just look at San Fran's offense all around. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah, McCaffrey had the best day. I still thought we still think, I think he needs more, but on top of that too. Okay. McCaffrey's not getting a lot of, you know, McCaffrey's numbers don't blow you away. I mean, they're, they're good, but you know, they don't blow you away. Ayuk three catches for 49 Debo three catches for 33 and three Debo also had three rushes for eight yards. Like, and then you just said yeah. Kittle two for four, like You're no one did. Like, no one did anything. And it's like if you, you you know you have so many playmakers, like you can't get one going. And I guess CMC is the one that did get going, but like even him, I just I don't know. It, it didn't was just, like they were it was just weird. It was weird. And, and Jawan Jennings was the best receiver for them. 
in the game. Like he, he was when, yeah. he, when he was called upon, he was making great catches and, ma- and making good plays. So it was an interesting thing um, for this 49ers. And Brandon Ayuk has come out after the game. Basically, his brother, I believe, was his brother, his girlfriend. They both started posting like cryptic things like, oh, we're not. That's why we're not going to be back in San Francisco next year. All yeah. this kind of stuff. So it's like you didn't use him. And now he's frustrated. I mean, he still had three catches, 49 yards, the most receiving yards on the team outside of Christian McCaffrey. So I don't really get like, yeah, like, yeah, you're upset. You didn't get more catches, but no one really did on your team. So it's an interesting situation, but I, maybe they could seek out a trade partner. If someone's willing to give a round uh, draft pick for him. It's just, yes. It's so the interesting, situation. the interesting part about Ayuk is he, this is his fourth year. He was a first round pick though. So they still have that fifth year option. Mm-hmm. So he could, he's still going to, be under contract if they decide to tag him. But if he still wants to move on, move on after that, you know, you could still trade him under the tag. So that's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, if I had to predict, I don't think I use Ayuk's back. I feel like yeah, it's kind of leaning that way. I mean, I you get younger. If... Maybe they draft a, a receiver. Yeah. Say hey, it, there, there's a, good, a lot of good receivers in this draft, in my opinion, and I think they could probably just say hey, I think... Brandon, if you're unhappy move on i think you trade him get like a second right second or third probably second for him yeah because he, he's talented and he's young as well let me see let me see what year contract he's on at the moment he is in his he's a this is his final year in 2024 upcoming and then after that he's an unrestricted free agent so they're basically they would be trading away for a year to someone and then he's a free agent after that so i could definitely see them doing that so that they don't have to pay. We'll this. see what happens. You know, I just, I don't know if where San Fran's getting all this money from. Like, I saw something. I think Debo's, um, I think he's up to 28 mil next year. That's his cap hit. 28 for Debo. There. I'm just saying, you know, a pretty extension's going to be coming. It's, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. See what they do with Chase Young. I don't think they bring him back. It's not I don't worth know. it. He had, he had a sack at least this game. He played better. sack. Yeah, I mean, he, he at least he at least did something. He, he realized he was gonna get cut, and then he was like, or he realized he's gonna get benched. He's like, oh shit, gotta get my stuff yeah. back in gear. Um, yeah, 49ers 2024, their team cap space right now for 2024, they're three mil over. I don't know how they're only three mil over, but that's what it is. So yeah, um, Debo Samuel's gonna be at 27 mil, Trent Williams at 29, Arik Armstead 25, Fred Posta. Warner 20, 25 as well. Kittle at 18 mil for a tight end. That's that's a lot for a what's, tight end. What's in, Bosa? In modern. Bosa's going to be uh, dead money. Oh, oh, I was reading dead money. Cap number, sorry. Cap number, Trent Williams, 31. Debo, 28. Um, George Kittle's at 21. And then Nick Bosa's at 14. Wow. Same with uh, Christian McCaffrey. So, that's yeah, Debo's, Debo's up there. 28 mil is insane for a receiver. I mean, even Trent Williams, 31 mil is insane for left tackle. I mean, props to him. He is one of the best left tackles in the league, and he's one of the most valuable players on the team. But that is a lot of money. And, and I mean, for the 49ers, they do have the offense they want. Like, they're not paying Brock Purdy a lot. He's way down there in the cap space. I think he's under a mil even. And for a guy like Brock Purdy where he is, people are calling him a game manager, but he is able to make game-changing plays on his feet, and he's able to scramble, make plays happen, improvise. Um, so I guess they're, they're in the kind of spot they want to be, but I'm interested to see if they do cut a couple players, re, 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 restructure contracts in order to make that cap 
fit a little bit different and so they can pick up a couple more players as well. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And then last last thing about the Super Bowl, overtime. Uh, you know, this is the first time we saw the new rules mm-hmm. play out. What are your thoughts on it? Would you want to receive the ball or would you want to kick? Here's Yeah, there was like the big, big discussion about this. And here's my thoughts. I don't think it should matter. If, if you get the ball and you go and score, you don't got to worry. Like, I mean, yeah, you got to stop them if they go for two or anything like that. But there was no reason like people were like, oh, they received the ball. They're morons. Like if they go down and score a touchdown, it's not a big worry. They didn't do their job. They didn't go and score. They just kind of they, they shit down their leg in the overtime. And I mean, I guess that's <laughs> I mean, they kicked the, I think a field goal in overtime, right? Yeah, they keep the um, field goal. Yeah, and, and the thing is too, right? If you guys match touchdowns or ma- match field goals, next score wins, and that the yeah. first person that you know received the ball is going to be getting that ball back with a chance to go win it, even with just a field goal. So and I think the, yeah, I think it's the right choice to uh, receive the ball, but you just got to go make it count. You got to go make it happen. If you re- go back and watch that play on third down when they uh, before they settled for the field goal, like no one blocked Chris Jones. Like yeah. guys weren't blocked and Purdy just had to throw it in the dirt and yeah. And I, and I guess, good. I guess I understand that. Yeah. You get, you get, you're giving the second team to get it four downs cause they have to score or they're screwed. But I mean, technically if you're at like the, if you can go four down, like you can do whatever you want in overtime. It's not really, it's just, I don't think they operated it well. I guess the second team does have a better chance if you don't score, but if you score, like, you don't have to worry about it. So you got to do your job and then it's less of a worry. I guess there's less, less pressure on the team that's kicking off. Yeah. And on top of that too, um, you know, San Fran's defense was just out there because Kansas City had the long last, yeah. had that last drive. So I guess, you know, San Fran's defense is tired. Let's go offense first. So I don't think it was bad. It just comes down to executing. You got to execute. Yeah. And, and all these players coming out. Oh yeah. We didn't know the strategy. I mean, that's, I understand, that's but I don't, I don't get why you would come out and say that against your coach, against your team, anything like. There's no reason for it. It doesn't matter if you don't know the strategy. You still got to go score. Like even if, yeah. But some players were saying they didn't know the rules, and to me, yeah. that's unacceptable. Like Mahomes came out and said, like, yeah, They've like this past this past month during the playoffs, like we have meetings weekly about overtime rules, scenarios, this and that. Like there's the whole no team way. is aware. There's like you're telling me no one on Sanford, none of the players they weren't they weren't aware of overtime. Like yeah, and that's not coaching, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you it's put you guys in position to know. I just feel like that, there's no way that they didn't have some sort of discussion about it. And, and even if you didn't know in that situation, you still have to go score. If it's the same rules, you still yeah. think I'm going to go score a touchdown on this drive to win the game. And yeah. they didn't do that. So these guys coming out like, oh, yeah, we didn't we didn't know. What the hell does it matter? You still want to go down and score. You didn't do your job. So yeah. get over it. But I, I think, think another piece is that piece of that, too, is I thought they were confused with right you know the last play overtime that touchdown because the clock was ticking it yeah. was gonna be the end of overtime and they didn't know if overtime ended or it went another quarter in that yeah. case it would go another quarter because it's for the you know both team both teams have one drive yeah they get so, their possession no matter what i was confused as well for that i'm gonna be honest i, I, really I was, was too and I, it looked like the niners were confused too but i mean i'm just saying if i was a player like you gotta know that like yeah you know yeah, you I mean, know that the coaches should have been all 
And especially once you're on kickoff or once they receive the ball, those defensive coaches would be going to their defensive guys, huddle up. Hey, guys, we got to stop them. But they also get a full drive no matter what the time is, all of that kind of stuff. They should be communicating that on the sidelines. So for an NFL team to not do that is a little bit shocking to me. And another reason why, like, it seems like the lights got a little bit too big for Shanahan in this moment. And we had a few people comment on our on our reel the other day on Instagram. Hey. Andy Reid and Shanahan are not close, but we were arguing, yeah, Shanahan is close because he is one of the best offensive minds in the league. But until this game, like in these games, he didn't use his players. He didn't use the key players they needed to. And the game plan wasn't what we felt needed to be done for them to win. And in this situation, the overtime situation, all these players coming out saying, oh, we didn't know the rules, everything like that. It's a bad look for Shanahan. And who knows? I don't know if it's right, wrong, if they're lying, whatever. But it's a bad look. I mean, you took... Andy Reid because more experience, you know, that's more, and it showed during this game, right? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, that's it for the Super Bowl. Me and Jenks, we predicted it pretty good. We both both took Kansas City. We both said defensive game, mid 20s, low 20s. So, you know, we have some clue what we're talking about. I said uh, said three points. I said three points. You said three. I said four, maybe five. But, uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for this uh, topic. Congrats again to the Chiefs. All funny games till that team's winning at New Orleans next year. And um, yeah, let's get right to the rumors. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Getting right into the rumors of this week. I think the big one that we got to talk about is Justin Jefferson. He's due for a contract extension. It's going to be really interesting Mm -hmm. to see how it plays out. From what we hear, you know, he wants to be the highest paid receiver. But he wants to know what the quarterback plan is. He wants to know if they're getting a veteran, if they're getting a young guy. And, you know, he's going to see if he likes it. And then, of course, I think he wants more passing in the offense. And if he wants... There's a lot of wants for Justin Jefferson. So, Jenks, do you think a player like him deserves it? I do. I do. I, and, I, and here's the thing. I think he does until a point, though. I mean, until, like, if it starts becoming, like, diva-ish, like, I deserve more than anyone on this team, then that's where it's like, no, you don't. Like, I'm sorry, you're, you're still a player, a team. 
you are one of 53 on the roster. And until you become a guy that like respects the whole team and nothing but the team and winning games, then no, I think it's like a, it would become a diva move. But I love Justin Jefferson. I have all respect for him. And as long as he's just saying, hey, I want to know what's going on. I want to be informed and then go from there. I think that's respectable. And I think he has every right to. Yeah, he wants to know the, that there's a good QB put in place for him to continue to play for these. You know, I'm guessing a contract would be four years, something like that to know he's, you know, in a good position. And I think for the Vikings, I think I think they're going to go young. I think they're going to draft someone in the first round. Maybe they move up. I, you know, I think they talk to Jefferson and see who he kind of likes. But, you know, I don't think they're going to factor that in as much. But I think they're going to go young because they want someone to grow with Justin Jefferson. You know, Kirk Cousins is getting towards the end of his career when Justin Jefferson it looks like he's just hitting his prime. He's getting better and better. Every year, so I think they go young. Who that who that is? I don't know yet. Me and Jake's gonna break down this QBs, do some mock drafts. Such an interesting class for quarterbacks. Yeah. But I think they go young QB. I know they're sitting in the top fifteen, right? Just about top fifteen. Mm-hmm. I think it could move up a little bit. But also, I think the way this draft looks right now in February, I also think that QBs could you know go in that range and a couple guys could fall. So yeah. it's gonna be interesting. You know, we're gonna see how those first three picks play out with the Bears, Commanders, and Patriots. But I think I think Justin Jefferson, yep, deserves to be the highest paid receiver, uh, you know, with his age too, especially. And, yeah, I think quarterback, I think they're going to go young. Yeah, uh, just stats-wise, I mean, he played less than, I don't know, maybe like 10 games this year, and he had 10, 000, or 1,000 yards, 68 receptions, five touchdowns. Like, he's – Still, the he's easily the best receiver in the league, and if you without, get a good quarterback without Cousins too, like yeah, most you, of that. So if you get a quarterback that can play to his strengths, then this is a guy that can break games wide open for you. Any any play. I mean, I remember it was like fourth down against the Lions, fourth and like twenty, something like that. They everyone knew they were throwing it to Justin Jefferson. He still goes out and makes the play. A game against the Bills last year, he was triple teamed, and they just chuck it up to him. And he comes up with a one hand catch insanity. But I mean. A guy like him, you want a young quarterback. And for me, I think there are three quarterbacks go first three picks. I do. I think it's going to be Caleb Williams, JJ, or not JJ McCarthy, uh, uh, Drake, Drake, Drake May. Sorry. Drake, Drake May, and then Jaden Daniels. I think goes to the Patriots. I think that's going to be the top three picks. But then you got Michael Penix and then JJ McCarthy are the next two off the board, I think. I don't know where they go, but those are going to be the two that they eye as the, the Vikings do, I think, unless they decide to trade up to that number one, two, three spot, which I just don't think makes sense for them. But those are going to be the two guys available. But I think Penix or McCarthy, both are going to be a good fit for them because they both are great role quarterbacks. And I think J.J. McCarthy put him in the right situation. He could be a guy like Kirk Cousins that does the right things in the right moments and also is able to make the plays and throw the ball to a guy like Justin Jefferson. And, and I think Penix, Penix is better. I think no, he's got, I, I do. I do as well. I love Penix. I, love I think it'll be better with the Vikings and Just Jefferson though to just rip it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he has a great oh. deep ball, very very pretty deep ball, and he puts the ball on spot every, yeah. where no one else can catch it other than the receiver. So Michael Penix would be a great fit there. Um, next, where does where does Kirk, Kirk Cousins go? And I think this is a great situation for Kirk Cousins. You know, he's going to have a few teams that want a plug and play quarterback this off season. And I think it comes down to maybe like the Falcons being that team where if they miss out on a quarterback in the draft, they want to come pick someone up or do they want to pick him up before the draft? If they don't pick up fields, anything like that, like there, there's a lot of speculation what the Falcons are going to do. Another team would be, 
maybe like the Steelers, but I don't see that happening. Wanna, the my prediction? Yeah, what's your prediction? This is my prediction. I think it's going to happen too. I think Kirk Cousins is going to be a member of the Raiders. I truly do. Great. That's a good pick too. I don't, I, I don't think that, that. I don't think they go young. I think Aiden O'Connell is I not think, future. I think the Raiders are like we have a talented team. You know, we got Devontae Adams. He's mm-hmm. tired of playing with a young quarterback. Let's get him a good quarterback. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. He's a top, you know, 15 quarterback in this league. He is. I think they get Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins looked for a deal that's like two years, 90 mils, yeah. 45 mil a year. I think I think they do this. I think I think it's just – it makes too much sense for me. I think you go get Devontae Adams, that vet-proven quarterback, and that's Kirk Cousins. I think he's going to land with the Raiders. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. And, and I think if he doesn't get a good quarterback this offseason, I think Devontae is gone because he's – they're the Jets are recruiting him hard. Aaron Rodgers is going to be I, recruiting him hard. So they're not, he's not going to get traded. He's, I don't think so, but I'm saying, I don't think that is why the man's one. They're going to have to, but but to make him keep him happy. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think they get cousins and I cousins is the only quarterback out there that would do that. Like cousins is just, I think it's a perfect fit. I don't think he's willing to run it back. I don't think he's willing to run it back with Aiden O'Connell for a full season. I mean, Aiden O'Connell wasn't, he wasn't terrible. Like he wasn't by far. He wasn't the worst quarterback in the league when he was in. There's no future. future. He's not the future then for sure. But I'm calling it right now, February 14th. That's when we're recording this video. Happy Valentine's day, everyone. Um, (laughs) Kirk Cousins will be (laughs) remembered. Kirk Cousins will be a member of the Raiders. I promise you. I truly think so. He's going to be a member of the Raiders and yeah. Get him out of the division. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. What's we'll take, we'll What's take another – Vikings take another young guy so we can beat up on him. And uh, what's the next one? Justin Fields, another Justin quarterback Fields, in our man. division. What's happening with Justin Fields? Is he going to get traded? Is he staying? It sounds like he's going to get traded. Where is he going to get traded to? I think Atlanta. Steelers, Atlanta, Patriots. That, Steelers, that would be, those would be my top well. three teams. I go Patriots too because I'm like, you know what, Patriots – Maybe you go spend, you know, a third or a second or whatever it's going to cost you to get fields, right? And then you go Marvin Harrison Jr. You know what I mean? And then you go him at pick three. I think that's interesting. So this is my I mean, top. Th- this is my top three teams yeah. that Fields lands. I don't I think bet. he's back in Chicago. I don't. I don't think the Bears are going to move from that number one pick. I think it's Caleb Williams, and I just, I think, I think he gets moved. And those three teams make be, a lot of sense. I think it'll be closer to the draft than anything. I think. On draft night, say the Falcons are in the draft, right? They're sitting there at whatever. I think it's eight, nine, ten, something, something in that range. If they're in there, the top three guys get picked. Jaden Daniels is gone. I think Jaden Daniels is their number one, number one prospect in the draft. Because if you put in a guy like Jaden Daniels in with Bijan, Drake May, and then uh, Kyle Pitts as well, that that's a huge. Not Drake May, Drake London. Sorry, um, that's a that's a instantly a great core, young core for the Falcons. I would hate it as a Saints fan. But I think if you don't get uh, Jaden Daniels, but even then Justin you get a guy Fields, like he's gonna run all over yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Justin Fields, a guy that can run around and then throw the ball. That's what they want on a team like that. Like Desmond Ritter, like you saw, like their goal was to kind of get him running a little bit, but he's terrible at throwing the ball, so it doesn't really work out. Uh, I think Justin Fields could end up doing that, but if if Jaden Daniels is gone, I see them no them having no problem with trading a second round pick, a third round pick, keeping that first rounder. Picking a guy and then having Justin Fields to play yeah, right. Fields, in. Fields is not a first round pick. He's not. No, no, no. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, though. Is that in my opinion, I don't even think round. he's in my opinion, I don't even think he's a day two, but quarterbacks are so valuable. And if you believe he could do something, then Wait, go, who? For, go for Daniels? it. 
I don't think Justin Fields. Is oh, yeah, Justin Fields. No, 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 no. I think he's I'm worth, saying, worth but like I'm a saying, second or third. But I'm saying he's probably going to go for a second. So, yeah, if I'm, if I'm the Falcons, that's a good move. I think the Patriots are a team, too, to watch out for. If they don't fall in love with any quarterbacks, maybe they take the best player on the board, which is Marvin Harrison. And another team, I'm going to go Steelers. Mike Tomlin came out. Uh, he said good things about – He's he has said good things about Justin Fields in the past. I think the Steelers are definitely going to add a quarterback this offseason. Maybe mm-hmm. not him. Maybe they get Sam Darnold. I think they get kind of like a vet young quarterback because they need competition over there. I don't think Kenny Pickett's the guy. Mason Rudolph, he's not the guy. I know he has his moments with Steeler friends kind of like him, but he's not the guy. I think Fields makes sense there. And another guy I'd watch out for is Sam Darnold, who's going to be a free agent, I believe. So Yeah, no, I, I think... Yeah. Oh, and another 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 name for the Steelers I saw was Ryan Tannehill. I don't really know if that's the best, just because he's on like the it. older side. Yeah, I kind of I, I like Fields better, but that just it's another rumor that I saw. So yeah, I, I mean, I think for the Patriots especially, that's a team where they have decent, they have a great defense already. Like we know that they have a new head coach who's young, and he's going to want a young player to kind of just come in under the helm for a quarterback. But I think, yeah, like you said, Justin Fields is a great pick there because then at three, they go Marvin Harrison Jr. Yep. Instantly, boom. That's That offense is 10 times better than it was last year. Whereas if you pick a quarterback, but you don't really have the key pieces around him, then he, he still could kind of struggle. So if you, you're able to get a quarterback in there and a top-tier wide receiver immediately, then that's something huge for them. So I could see them definitely doing that route versus drafting a quarterback. Definitely. And then finally, I think the last guy we want to talk about was Daniil Hunter, um, possibly going to a few different teams. I believe it was the Bears, the Jaguars. And a guy like Daniil Hunter, I think he's 29, 29, I want to say, which isn't old. It's not young either. It's kind of getting up there. But we've seen defensive ends play until they're like 35. So it, I think Cam Jordan's up there right now with like 34, something like that. So these guys, they can play for a while. He already had, he had 16 and a half sacks this past season. So we know he's still a premier premier rusher in the league and you go to the bears i i know hammer would hate it hammer wouldn't like it at all but they their defense dude he never he never touches he never touches jordan love i know i know but that that defense in the second half of the season after they traded for uh traded for montez sweat was awesome like it it definitely went 10 times higher than it already was and if the bears are able to say let's trade a haul for that number one pick if they wanted to keep justin fields and just get a, a bunch of players they could do that, or if they draft Caleb Williams, that's immediately a lot better of a team right there. The defense is getting better, and you got Caleb Williams. Or if he goes to the Jaguars, I, I mean, it's a solid move. But I think the Bears, I think the Bears are more appealing team to go to right now. They're younger. I think they have. Here's my thoughts. I don't like the Jaguars. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is the answer. I don't like the coaching over there. I just don't like the Jaguars. All right, as a whole, as a whole, we'll I'm go not a Jaguars fan. The Bears have more of a high. If the Bears go and get Caleb Williams, they instantly have a higher future than the Jaguars. Immediately. We'll go, we'll go over this another episode. But all right, you don't like the Jags. I no, think no, wait, the wait, 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 wait. But hear me out, hear me out, hear me, hear me out. They're also in the AFC. They're not doing shit for at least five plus years. They're not. Like, let's be honest. The AFC is screwed. They're screwed. And, and CJ Stroud and the Texans are in that division. Like, I mean, right. if you want to go there, do that. But I think the Bears are a better pick for them. I don't. I think it's the Bears. I think they always think, yeah, the defense was like really good until they played us, and we went up and down the field on them again. Um, I think Daniel Hunter. I think it. You know, those are just two rumor teams that are gonna mm-hmm. pursue him in free agency. I think it 
I think more attractive team for him, 29 year older. I think Same. a little easier on the body. Maybe you want to go Jacksonville. I think it makes a little bit more sense, even though I think the Bears can pay him a little bit more because they got a lot of money. They got so but, much cap. Yeah. But yeah, that's interesting. He's a you know definitely one of the top free agents this year. Interesting to see where he lands. Like Jenks said, just a year ago with 16, 16 and a half sacks. So still producing at a really high level. But that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh this is kind of be kind of gonna be a format, like we said, for the whole offseason. Uh, you know, today a little debate in the beginning, maybe, and then just going through the rumors, breaking it down for you guys, giving all our thoughts. Of course, Tuesday's draft report. Um, we did interior offensive line Tuesday, really fun, good episode for you, for you guys that don't watch a lot of college football, like me and Jenks, you know, just cause we're kind of working on Saturdays, more NFL guys. Um, you know, it's a good episode. Go check out, you know, see if your team's maybe drafted an interior lineman. Uh, this next Tuesday we got in, we got D line, interior D line, little D tackles going through, uh, top eight, top 10 of them. And uh, it's going to be another fun episode. So, Jenks, closing thoughts, anything? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think Daniil Hunter comes to the Saints. Yeah, I don't think so. You Brandon guys have, Ayuk. You guys, have like, Ayuk. you guys are like Ayuk. 10 um, mil o- over the cat. No, we're, we're, we're 80 mil. 80, 80 mil. Oh, over. 80. I said 10. <laughs> that was being nice. Yeah, no, it's going to be tough. But I think Brandon Ayuk, Ayuk is definitely a interesting contender for the Saints with us getting the uh, – 49ers passing game coordinator in uh, Clint Kubiak. So I, it's definitely intriguing. Juwan Jennings, discount Brandon Ayuk. Um, but I, I, one thing I want to say real quick, movie-wise, I know you guys, I'm the best movie. Oh, let's go. Here. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, Thanks, yeah. movie review. Let's hear it. Fantastic, Fantastic Four dropped the cast. So Hammer, the th- you've seen the Fantastic Four movies, orig- the original ones, right? Yep. So the new, the, new sto- the new cast. Chris Evans. Yeah, and the original. The yeah, one. yeah. <laughs> OG. So Reed Richards is going to be played by uh, what's his face? The guy from oh uh, Pascal, whatever his name is. Um, the guy from The Last of Us, a few other things. Okay. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. And then the girl, I don't remember her name. Did you see the new Mission Impossible at all? I don't think you've seen any of them. It's some some white chick. I really don't know who she is, but I think it's a good fit. Then awesome. um, oh for two. Keep going. You know, no, the the guy who's playing Johnny. Stranger Things. He's the guy with really curly hair. Oh, uh, uh, I don't know his name, but I like I don't I don't agree with that casting at all. I think it's kind of a weird casting for him. Don't think it's like I think he'll be all right, but I, I'm not a big fan. But here's my favorite pick. Why am I blanking on his name? Who's the guy from Stranger Things? I know it was all. It's the only thing he's been in. That's why it's the only thing he's ever been in. Anyways, the guy who's playing the thing is cousin from uh, the Bear. Oh, that's cool. That's a fun pick. See. That's the only cast member I'm like, I love it. That's cool. Yeah, well, yeah so, apparently you don't know any of the other cast members. You kind of went yeah, over three. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Let me see. I, <laughs> I mean, you just kind of, oh, that, that girl from that and that guy's from that and no names. Yeah. No, I mean, okay, Pedro Pascal. I was blanking on, huh? yeah, Pedro yeah, Pascal, good. Vanessa Kirby is the girl who's playing Sue Storm. Oh, and Joseph Quinn. That's the guy who's playing. Uh, but what was Ron- his name in Stranger Things? Yeah, that's what's remember. that's what's pissing me off. Like why? Bill, it was not Billy. Yeah, it Billy's was not him. Frustrating. Wow. If you, if you weren't a, if you weren't a straight girl, it's kind of a forgettable character. What? Well, I wasn't a big fan of his character, but 
That's just me. Hold that on, is just me. Stranger Things was never like my. I, I I enjoy it, but it's not the best show in the world. If you know what I'm saying. Right I gotta now, look, I gotta, I gotta, look, I gotta, I gotta look it up. And for those that are badass, Eddie, Eddie, there, Eddie. That was his name. That was gonna watch Entourage or Rescue Me. That's another good show. I just binged. I don't got time. All right. Well, Jenks, is that it for the review? Oh, oh, Madam Web came out uh, today. It's at 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yikes. It, everyone's saying it's the worst comic movie of all time. So I might have to go see it and just laugh. Give us a reaction. We need, we need it for next week. Yeah, I might have to go see it. All right. Good? Yeah, I think, I think I'm done. Thanks, Jenks. Always appreciate it. We love it. Yeah, I know. It's a favorite, favorite segment of the day. It is. All right. Well, uh, with that being said, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Jenks Pod. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube at Jenks Podcast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Comment the kind of things that you want to see us do this offseason. Talk about and comment if you want to join the show. Talk a little movies with Jenks. Talk football with me. Whatever you want. So have a good week. Have a good weekend. We'll see you guys on Tuesday breaking down the top 10, top 8. We'll kind of see what we want to do. Interior defense alignment of the 2024 NFL Draft. Have a good weekend. See you. Thank you for tuning in to the Jenks and the Hammer podcast. Remember to leave a review and follow all of our social media pages at Jenks Hammer Pod for more content. Until next time, who that? And go, Pat, go. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.